Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say... I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. And on the day that Eurovision would have taken place, I've got a huge guest for you. I always like to bring you the biggest guests on this show. A-listers, Hollywood actors, musicians, and today is no different because today I bring you the Icelandic Eurovision entry. It's cousin. It's Saturday. It's week one. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Harvey and Sieb and Good Boys, all of whom you've heard of in various places before. That was unfamiliar before that. Marshmallow and Halsey, be kind on Wizard Radio. 
the greatest radio station on the internet. Hello, I'm Alec Feldman. Afternoon, how's it going? Coming up, I will play you some Lennon Stella and some AJ Tracy as well. And guess what? I'm free. I'm free. My dissertation. It's finished. It's done. I submitted it on Tuesday. And now I have no more dissertation. Am I finished with uni forever? No, I've still got like four other deadlines, so I'm not actually free. But there you go. If you would like to know my greatest achievement this week, it is that. Submitted a dissertation, turned 21, and that was that was my week. Had a good old time. We are we're getting closer to the finish of uni and the sort of the cliff edge of nothingness that will follow. But we'll get to that when we come to it. I'm just quite pleased that I submitted a dissertation. So yay me. I hope you have achieved everything you wanted to this week. On the show this afternoon, I mentioned this before, a huge guest. At ten past four, you will hear the Icelandic Eurovision entry cousin. I know. What a what a booking. I get all the best guests, and today is no exception. This would have been Eurovision Day had Eurovision be going ahead. Instead there's gonna be like a showcase show with all the acts that would have competed, except they're not actually competing. And the Icelandic one, their entry, really good, like really catchy song. I'll play it to you after four o'clock and I'll have an interview with that person's cousin. It was the best I could do on short notice. Come on, cut me some slack. So that's coming up on the show. If that's not enough to keep you listening, I also have dull activities that you're now just really desperate to do, key changes in songs, I've got some new radio competition. AJ Tracy has had the best feeling ever, apparently. And there's an actor who is finding themselves wanted, but not necessarily for the right reasons. All of that on the show between now and five o'clock, plus a 60 second guide and a mystery zoomer on someone zooming you coming up as well. We'll get into that at five minutes to four o'clock. That is the next two hours. Do hang out with me, I'd love it very much. Get involved, send me a text, or just sit there quietly and enjoy. Let the show wash over you. That's how it's going to be for the next couple of hours. First, though, I would like to, to educate the masses and fulfil my role as the sort of the much, much, much cooler <laughs> older brother. And so let's do some lessons in This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. This Week. I've learned the first thing is that finding references for like really obvious facts is actually very difficult. I found this when I was putting the finishing touches to my dissertation. 5,000 words. Yes, I know that's not actually that long for a dissertation, but for me it's an achievement. And you'd write something and you'd be like, an obvious fact such as, the sea is wet. And then you'd be like, hmm, but I can't just say the sea is wet. I need to find another like academic scholarly source that says that the sea is wet. The trouble is, because the fact that the sea is wet is so obvious, it's really hard to find someone who goes, the sea is wet, so you can then go, ah yes, the sea is wet, brackets, Jones and Smith, 2009, because it's so obvious, and so I spent a good chunk of my time writing this dissertation, just trying to find verification for the really obvious facts that weren't even that important, I just had to back them up somehow, because if you can't back it up, they'll be like, "Mm, how do you know, are you making this up, are you plagiarising? And so, you know, just in case someone thought I was plagiarising the fact that the sea is wet, I had to find a reference. It's hard. Referencing, pain in the backside. If you don't do it yet, you'll hate it. And if you do a STEM 
subject if you go to uni. You'll never have to do it and your life will be a lot happier. Lesson number two this week, I've learned, you can make £20,000 plus a month on OnlyFans. I watched a documentary about it on BBC Three where they met all these girls that were selling pictures and the like on OnlyFans. And I've mentioned before, I'm looking for a lucrative new sideline. Um, I was talking about becoming a Fiverr artist and making people weird videos. But maybe maybe I'm looking at the wrong place. Maybe OnlyFans is the place to be. Because lots of people would be interested in like a, a, a slightly chubby guy with man boobs, right? That's that's what people like. That's what people pay money to see, I'm, I'm sure. Okay, maybe back to the drawing board on that one. Finally, this week, I've learned you can send cake in the post. Did you know this? I didn't know this. It was my birthday this week on Tuesday. I, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but yeah, it was. I'm 21 now and I'm spending it away from home because of the whole lockdown situation, which is a bit sad. And... So, me and the people I'm staying with, we made a cake for my birthday from scratch. We actually managed to get flour. I know, crazy. And then, on my actual birthday, this quite large box arrives. And I'm like, okay, a box. Interesting. My family have sent me birthday presents. How lovely. And I'm on video call to them that evening. And I'm opening my box. And I opened it. And the first thing I saw was another box. And some number candles, like 21 candles, and I was like, surely not. And I, I dug a bit deeper, and yes, there was a cake in the box. You can send birthday cake in the post. How is this possible? How is this not something I knew before? Crazy. That was one of the greatest things I've learned all week, possibly all year. Cake in the post. There's a whole new world of possibilities now. It's really broadened my horizons for other things that can be sent in the post. So this week, we've learnt you can't find references for really obvious facts very easily. You can, though, make £20,000 a month plus on the website OnlyFans, but maybe only if you're actually attractive. And you can send cake in the post. Don't say this show has no educational value, because it so does. This is someone who was performing on Live at Home oh, yesterday on Wizard Radio. It's Danielle Bradbury. Never have I ever. Wizard Radio, that was Danielle Bradbury. And never have I ever. Alec Feldman here. How are you? Are you good? Good. AJ Tracy and Lennon Stella coming up. I want to tell you about an actor now. It's a hard life, probably, being an actor. Because, you know, you're constantly in between acting jobs. You get fired from one thing. You don't get a job elsewhere. you got to, I don't know, work in a supermarket or something to tide you over. It must be a very insecure life. It's not something I would particularly fancy. Especially if you're an actor in a soap. Because if you're in a soap, generally, there's only one way that you will ever leave that soap. And that's if they kill your character off. Which is terrible news, because that means you can never ever come back. Because you're dead. And, and that's the end. And so, I guess, well, if that happens, and you're in a soap, you're an actor. In something like EastEnders, or Emmerdale, or whatever it happens to be. And you get killed off. You've got to look for other sources of income. Because otherwise, I mean, how can you eat? And so there's nothing better, I would imagine, as an actor, than being wanted. Because if you're wanted, that's like good news. It means you can get jobs and money and fame and stardom and whatever it el else it is that you, de you desire. All your deepest desires will be looked after if you are wanted as an actor. Unfortunately, 
um, I've been reading about an actor who is wanted for very different reasons. It's a guy called Philip Middlemiss. I can't say I'd heard of him before now, but he seems like an interesting guy. He was in Coronation Street back in the day from 1991 to 1998. And then guess what happened in 1998? Yeah, killed off. Typical. There's only ever one way that you're going to go in a soap. And so I guess that kind of left him without a job, which is very unfortunate. Probably tried out a few things. I don't know exactly what he was up to in the years between 1998 and 2020, but now he's wanted for questioning in a bribery case in Ghana. Yeah, which is kind of not what you'd expect. A former soap actor now wanted for bribery in a country miles away. But supposedly, this guy, I must stress this, who used to be in Coronation Street, was also involved, I guess just, you know, as a sideline, allegedly, in the sale of military aeroplanes. Who knew? And supposedly, he's wanted for questioning about the sale of three aeroplanes for £50 million between 2009 and 2015. So, I'm glad to see that he was... He may have been making an income, but like I said, people sometimes have to resort to, to strange things. And now all of a sudden, he's a wanted man, an internationally wanted suspect in a crime. Wow. You, I mean, that's probably a better storyline than his actual character in Coronation Street got. It's not the kind of thing you would really expect to see. Former Coronation Street actor, now wanted for corruption and who knows what else. So that could be interesting, but... He does live in Manchester, so I don't know whether they'll be getting to him anytime soon. His girlfriend said she had no idea about this investigation. So, it's a bit weird. I don't... <laughs> I would love to see how it ends and whether a guy who used to be in Coronation Street somehow ends up in prison in Ghana. I hope, you know, for his sake, he doesn't. I hope that justice gets done, whatever it is. But what a strange plot twist. The most random thing you'll probably see all week is this, this former Cory actor who's now very much an internationally wanted suspect in a in a crime. Life is weird. I guess the lockdown means he won't be going anywhere anytime soon, which is quite lucky for his sake. Coming up next, AJ Tracy. He's done something. He claims it's the best feeling ever. I want you to guess what it is. We'll do that next after Lennon Stella. Lennon Stella on Wizard Radio. That is older than I am. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi, how's it going? I'm going to, uh, what? That wasn't a sentence. I'm going to play you AJ Tracy next. I've learned quite a bit about AJ Tracy today. I've read a little bit about him just because I saw an article come up. I've learned that he was doing a degree in criminology before he dropped out to do music, which is quite cool. AJ Tracy can investigate criminals. Is that what criminology is? I don't fully know, but it sounds cool. Maybe he should get involved in this, this Coronation Street case. So that's one thing I learned about him. I learned another thing. He described a feeling that he, he recently experienced. AJ Tracy. He's suddenly become very successful, very quickly. He had that Labrick Grove song, which was everywhere. And that is probably going to make you quite a bit of money. And so now, AJ Tracy, doing well. Rolling in it. Cha-ching. All that. He's having a good time. And as a result of that, he's been able to do a number of things. One of which he described very positively. He basically made out that it was well one of the, the best feelings he's ever experienced. 
the action. That's what doing it caused him. He said it was it was a really great feeling. He said it was like nothing you could ever describe. And this thing that he did, AJ Tracy, recently, he even went as far as saying it was better than, um, <clears throat> well, better than um, th- that that thing, you know, like um, wink wink, nudge nudge, elbow, you know, you know, oi oi, ching ching, you know what I mean. He said it was better than that. And I just want to play a little guessing game, essentially. What what was AJ Tracy talking about that was better than a certain thing that people do sometimes? You know. What could it have been? What's he talking about? Let's play a guessing game this afternoon. What do you think was better for AJ Tracy than that? If you think you fancy a guess, 07807 183 538. That's my text number. Come say hi. Have a guess. You can email me as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk or tweet me, at wizardradio. AJ Tracy, a very successful man, so successful that he's now able to do something that he says is better than... <laughs> you know, what What are you thinking? <laughs> I'll read a few of these out. If you want, you can actually have a guess, but I'm more interested in in some slightly more creative suggestions for what AJ Tracy is on about. <laughs> It's it's an interesting one. So if you think you know, send me a message right now, and I'll read a few out in a bit. In the meantime, I'll play Olivia D- Rodrigo, and now this is actual AJ Tracy with Mo Stack and Dinner Guest on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. We were discussing AJ Tracy a moment ago because I read an article about him in which I learnt that he started a criminology degree, and also that I learnt he did something. Now he's rich and very very famous that he said was so good he couldn't describe how good it was because it was better than (coughs) a thing that a man and a woman or a man and a man or a woman and a woman who love each other very much might do yes i know he said it was better than that i'm just saying what was it what could it have been has anyone got any thoughts or suggestions michael has sent me a message on 07807-183-538. This might be far-fetched, but I think AJ Tracy had a yogurt, and when he peeled the top of the yogurt, it was perfectly unbroken on the top. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then truthfully, you don't know what happiness is. But look it up. Those moments happen about once every 10 years, but when it happens, it feels better than what your parents had to do to make you exist in the world. Facts. Oh yeah, I do enjoy a perfectly clean yogurt. I, I can't remember the last time it's happened to me. It's been a long time. But I can imagine that is a hugely satisfying and enjoyable feeling. That could have been what AJ Tracy does. Yes, I can imagine it now. He's sitting there, maybe just freestyle rapping as he does whilst he's eating his yogurt, peeling back the lid, and it's totally clean. He's like, ah, oh, amazing. I'm going to write a song about this. It's possible. On a similar sort of theme, maybe... Maybe he got a double-yolked egg. I read a story as well this week about someone who who got a whole box full of eggs with two yolks in. I mean, crazy. Absolutely wild times. Again, potential for AJ Tracy's next album. You could, he could do a song per egg. Amy says, Did AJ Tracy bake a lasagna for the first time and then managed to take it out of the pot or container, or whatever you call the thing you bake lasagnas in, perfectly, without any of it breaking and falling onto the counter? 
This is relatable to me because in isolation this week, I baked my first lasagna. Unfortunately though, when I tried to take it out, it kind of fell. Bits of lasagna went everywhere and it was a right mess. I can only imagine how AJ Tracy must be feeling right now. Ooh, okay. I've never done a lasagna. Is it difficult to to shift? Do you think AJ Tracy likes lasagna? I wonder. He seems like a lasagna man to me. Personally, I'm more of a pasta bake kind of guy. But yeah, I could see AJ Tracy enjoying a massive lasagna. And again, being really excited about the fact that he'd managed to transfer it from dish to plate without any spillage or wastage. Yeah, yeah. A good shout, Amy. A really good shout. That could be what he's on about. Talia says, did AJ Tracy have a deep tissue massage? I've never had one of them. Apparently, the feeling after it is like the feeling of being reborn. And surely, the feeling of being reborn must be more enlightening and more positive than, you know, getting down to this sick beat. Just a guess, though. Oh, so let me get this straight. Deep tissue massages are like being reborn. And being reborn is better than that. Therefore, deep tissue massages are better than that. I've got you. I understand. Yeah, I'm also enjoying the euphemisms <laughs> that people are sending me. This, these are so great. I'm going to be using these at some point. I just know I will to annoy people. I'll be like, why are you doing that? Please stop. Like, getting down to this sick beat? Yes, a good one. Or, um... Uh, yeah, what was it? When your parents make you exist? Yeah, another good one. Is that what Taylor was talking about? Surely not. Oh my god. I'm looking at that song in a whole new way now. I didn't realise. <laughs> of course. Oh, that makes total sense. Sorry. I've just had a revelation. Thanks, Natalia. What a great message in so many ways. Every day is a school day. Reese says, I read about this online, Alec. AJ Tracy bought his mum a house, didn't he? Personally, I think that saying buying your mum a house feels better than, you know, probably means you have some kind of mummy issues. Because why would you even bring the thoughts of your mother into that? It just feels a bit strange. Yes, Reese, you are correct. Congratulations. Um, I was I was hoping for some slightly out there guesses, but yeah, you are right. You know your stuff. You know your AJ Tracy facts. That's what happened. Bought his mum a house. And he said, he, he said it really casually in this interview, actually. He was just like, oh yeah, I bought her a house the other day. Felt like nothing you would ever describe. Better than... So... That's what AJ Tracy has been up to. <laughs> Casually buying houses just on a whim the other day. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll buy a house today. Good, good use of money. And Reese does make the very good point that there's probably some weird Freudian thing going on there. I, I don't know. I don't want to ask too many questions. What AJ Tracy thinks about his mother is none of my concern. But it's very nice that he's bought her a house. What a good son. Even if he did have to ruin it by saying that in an interview. Good on him. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've learned lots of new euphemisms. I've totally reevaluated my understanding of a Taylor Swift song. And we have established that AJ Tracy is an interesting guy, but a very generous guy. And that's what matters. Coming next, I'm a bit concerned. I think I've got some new radio competition. I'll tell you who that is after New Hope Club. And worse, it's Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio playing New Hope Club and worse, Alec on a Saturday afternoon. I've just seen an excellent picture 
You know how all the nutters are out on the streets today in force protesting all the lockdown measures and just trying to kill themselves and other people through coronavirus. I've just seen a man with a sign. The sign says, and I quote, I am a free, I am not man, a number. So high quality of literacy going on there. And the police are taking people away and be like, stop being stupid. So listen, right? Go home. You're idiots. Go home. Stop being stupid. But also, the illiterate signs are quite entertaining. Anyway, um, I mentioned I've got some new competition. Some radio competition. I'm a bit scared because I'm worried that all of the people, all of you lovely people who currently listen to this show, will leave me due to some new competition that is about to appear. Obviously, it's probably quite dumb of me to tell you about this, but, you know, I feel like I believe in free will. I should make you fully informed of all the options that you have, should you wish to leave me. Um, You know, in hospitals, hospitals sometimes have their own radio stations, like, that are just for people in the hospital, like the doctors and the nurses and the patients. They all will listen maybe to the hospital radio station in the hospital yeah i know and you know i've never previously considered this a particular threat to the demographic of people that listen to this show but i'm now slightly worried because i've seen who's about to start presenting a radio show on hospital radio that that only gets broadcast in hospitals and i'm i'm worried i won't lie i am slightly concerned because it's James Blunt. You know James Blunt, the, the singer. Yeah, the guy. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, beautiful. Him. Him. He's, he's hosting a show on hospital radio now, apparently, um, to, to, you know, boost morale and cheer people up and express gratitude to people working on the front line in the NHS. I mean, I'm scared. I won't lie. I can't compete with James Blunt. I've never had a top 10 hit. I'm not hated on Twitter. What have I got compared to James Blunt? This is very worrying. That said, I suppose if you are in a stressful, you know, high stress, high emotions job, the last thing you want is James Blunt talking to you and dedicating songs to you. So maybe maybe it'll be okay. I don't know. Do you think when he does this show, because what they do, right, apparently, I've never done radio in a hospital, believe it or not. I think what they do is they send people out onto the wards. I mean, maybe not now. Too dangerous. And they talk to all the, you know, the, the sick people and the old people. And they're like, so what song would you like on the hospital radio station? And they'll go, oh, please, can you play something by Bruce Springsteen, please? I have a feeling that on James Blunt's show on hospital radio, all of the requests quite uh, suspiciously might end up being for the greatest hits of James Blunt. It might be, you know, the only CD they actually have in that hospital is the greatest hits of James Blunt. What a shock that would be if James Blunt comes on and plays You're Beautiful for an hour and then goes home. Would that boost anyone's morale? I'm not sure. Maybe, but probably not. Maybe. Okay, you know what? I've thought about this a bit. Perhaps... I don't need to necessarily feel as worried about the threat from James Blunt's radio show as maybe I was at the start. You know what? Yeah, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Yeah. James Blunt, he's, he's got nothing on me. At least I have more than one album. 
Here is a song that is not James Blunt. It's much, much, much better than James Blunt. And I really like it. It's called 220 Kid. Well, it's called Don't Need Love. It's by 220 Kid and Gracie playing right now. Someone's Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Good afternoon, one and all. Ladies, gentlemen, everybody else. Welcome to yet another hugely exciting round of radio's greatest game show, Someone Zooming You. That's right, you. Well, actually, me. This is the radio game show that requires huge amounts of knowledge. It requires reasoning and logic and a razor-sharp mind. Honestly, I think this could be one of the toughest games on radio. It is Someone Zooming You. That is how we do things here. We'd like to make things hard. Basically how it works. In a second, someone's going to zoom me. Don't know who. It's a mystery. I'm not expecting anyone specific to zoom me. I just know that it will be someone. When that happens, I have a choice. I can either answer the zoom call and have a lovely chat with them, or I can ignore them and hang up. What I do very much depends on whether or not I, well, whether or not anyone can successfully guess who it is that is zooming. If someone can guess, then I'll pick up. If someone can't guess, then goodbye, the call gets cut. And so, to help you guess, you do get a few clues. James will ask some questions when, when the time comes, and they'll help you, I guess, just try and work it out, see who it could be. So, I'm just going to sit back and relax and wait for the zoom to hit. <sighs> Any second now, I'll have a fun Zoom, 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 zoom. Zoom, ah, zoom, there it is. Zoom, zoom. It's the Zoom hotline. Zoom, let's, zoom, zoom, zoom. Let's take a look to see who it is. Ah, oh, okay then. Right, yep, I can see who it is. Right, hello, James. Hi, sorry. How's it I going? Completely forgot the time we agreed. That was our roles from this time moving forward. But anyway, I'm all right. How are you? Pretty good. I'm... I'm excited to talk to this person on Zoom, so I hope someone can guess it today. Ooh, that's a clue. He's excited about this person. All right. Absolutely. Alec, is this person a man? Well, they are actually, yes. Oh, okay. Is this person um, a celebrity? Yes, they very much are. Ooh. I'm going to write very much a celebrity. Are they a very current celebrity? Hmm. Uh, they've peaked. As in, have already peaked before now? Yeah. Okay. Is this person talented for, sorry, famous for a talent? Uh, yes. Yes, they are. And is this talent either singing or acting? Yes, it is one of those. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's a 
famous male singer or actor who's already peaked? The world is your oyster. <laughs> Go wild. Who Go could wild. it be? Do we get also a um, think... Do we get a bonus clue? Um. Yes, I'm trying to come up with one that's not too obvious. I think. Um, despite the fact that they actually no that's too mean I'm not going to do that one uh, wow I was going to make a very personal comment about their appearance and their intelligence I thought that was that was too mean um, I have one question and one question only that I want to ask them and it's about something they've done recently oh okay Yep, and that's that's your bonus clue. We kind of got two bonus clues because there's something mean about their appearance. I mean, not massively. Something just, you've got one question to ask them, and it's that something they've done recently. Like, they're not an unattractive person. I take that back. I just I could have been mean. I just chose not to be because we shouldn't be mean to people about their appearance. Is it Brian May and his badgers? <laughs> That's not beyond me, but no, no it's not, it's not oh. Brian May and his badgers. Okay, everyone, you can stop sending in Brian <laughs> May's badgers. <laughs> well, who is it? I didn't. Is it Brian May or is it his badgers? I haven't ruled out Brian May's badgers. Stop it's it! Brian it's May not Brian May or his badgers. Okay. Yes, it's neither Brian May nor badgers belong to Brian May, but it could be a different celebrity badger. It could be Badger from the 90s kids TV show, Bodger and Badger. <laughs> or so Badger, I know. Wasn't, what's Basil Brush? He's a fox. Oh, all right. Sorry, I take it back. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> if you think you know who's Zooming me today, who could be a celebrity Badger but doesn't belong to Brian May, it's also not Brian May. It is a man, though, who I'd say their fame's kind of already peaked. They're famous for either being a singer or an actor. And if I get to pick up the Zoom call, I have one question and one question only that I want to ask them. Just just the one. Then I can, I can end the call happy. I just want to know one thing about this person. Who is it? 07807 183 538. Text me or tweet me at WizRadio or send me an email. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who's Zooming me today? celebrity man whose fame has kind of peaked but they're famous for singing or acting and I want to ask them one thing one thing only here is it if you know send me a guess in 10 minutes time I have an exclusive interview with an actual Eurovision singer well okay okay it's not with the singer but it's with their cousin it's the Icelandic Eurovision entry I'll have a chat with them in about 10 minutes first though it's the news at four Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. This song is genuinely one of my favourite at the moment. It's so good. Ways and Odyssey and Tommy Theo sampling George Michael and Mary J. Blige. It's called Always. And before that, you heard Sam Smith and Demi Lovato. I'm ready. And I'm ready to talk Eurovision. Alec Feldman here, by the way, playing Ariana Grande soon and Megan The Stallion as well. So today is the day that in a previous time, in a different world, in a parallel universe, would have been the Eurovision Song Contest. Just three, four hours of 
trashy European pop music with weird outfits and weird beards and lots of glitter and sequins and smoke machines and Graham Norton on the telly being really sarcastic and taking the mickey out of the whole thing. That's what tonight could have been. Then there was a global pandemic. Things took a turn for the worse and obviously Eurovision was cancelled. Sad times. Luckily though, the the people that were going to put on Eurovision instead have given us a sort of a substitute. It's not quite the same. It's not a competition. There's not going to be any winners. But to stop the people who spent many hours of their lives recording and writing their Eurovision songs from feeling too sad, they still get to perform them, not live, but all across Europe. Everyone is going to see and hear their songs. Yes, maybe they won't get points for them, but it'll still be fun and we can still enjoy the sort of the tradition of having Graham Norton sarcastically narrate trashy European pop music. What's not to like? And so obviously, how good would it have been if I'd managed to get one of the performers on the show today? Well, don't hold your breath, because I haven't. The closest I've got, however, is getting one of their cousins instead. So I have on the phone right now the cousin of one of the Icelandic Eurovision performers this year. Hi, Florence. How's it going? Hi, Alec. I'm good. How are you? Really good. All the better to speak to the, the cousin-in-law of a Eurovision star. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I'm excited too. This is my claim to fame now. I can pretend I'm famous. <laughs> well, exactly. And now everybody will want to know kind of all the like behind-the-scenes gossip about your cousin-in-law, the Eurovision star, from you. Exactly. Well, I'll do my best to tell you all the information I have. Have people been asking you for, like, insider information, behind-the-scenes gossip? Well, not really. I mean, my breakfast show that I did on LSR, we spoke about it quite a lot. So I texted my cousin quite a bit just to find out a few details, like what it's like for them when they go out and stuff. Um, so I've got, I've got a few bits, bits up my sleeve that I could tell you. So it's not the case that, like, technically you're related, but you don't actually know them very well or ever see them. You do actually, like, know this guy and are close-ish with him. Yeah, exactly. So me and my cousins, we're all incredibly close. Um, and his wife, she's the curly-haired one in the in the back of the video. So it's a whole, so like, a family her. affair. Yeah, and I believe his sister is the blonde-haired one with, like, the long hair that stands next to him and sings. Wow. I didn't so even know that. You know what's good about that? Yeah. What? <laughs> because they're all like family and potentially members of the same household, they can still appear together without having to social distance. It's like exactly. Eamon and Ruth well, on this morning. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty clever, but um so him and my cousin, they've been together for over ten years now. I think he was her first proper boyfriend. And they've got a one year old daughter together and have Is been she married in the band? probably She's not yet, but, you know, she's going to have full of musical potential. Um, so I think it was her birthday, like, two, three days ago, which is really cute. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, so they're all living in Berlin together. Um, and I don't know if they're going to be going back to Iceland for the summer, but obviously the corona situation in Iceland is not that bad anymore. So hopefully, fingers crossed, they can travel back and see the rest of their family. Hang on, did you just give us an exclusive that the Icelandic Eurovision Act doesn't actually live in Iceland? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know. They've been living in Berlin for, I don't know how long now, but he went there to study um, for music and she's been 
studying with the University of Iceland, but has been doing everything abroad. Oh, wow. So they've so picked she's, up she was on the online learning hype before it was cool. Sorry? She was on the online learning hype before it was cool. Exactly. She's ahead of the game. This is no problem for her now. <laughs> but yeah. So they aren't actually living in Iceland at the moment. An exclusive. I know. You heard it here first. Okay, well, I'd like to do now. <laughs> Given that you're the closest I'm ever going to get on the show to a Eurovision performer, <laughs> can I ask you okay. some questions and you answer them how you think your cousin-in-law would answer them? Yeah, go ahead. So, first of all, um, Mr. Icelandic Eurovision man's cousin-in-law, <laughs> how do I actually pronounce your name? Because I feel like the spelling is very different to the pronunciation. So, his name is Daði Freyr. And in Iceland, we have a couple of extra letters so when you spell his name, um, it's spelled D-A, and then there's another D with a line through it, and that's pronounced as a T-H. So it's not pronounced Daddy? No, it's not. It's Darthi. Thank you very You would say it D-A-T-H-I, essentially. Darthi. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. And Darthi's cousin-in-law, are you... <laughs> disappointed that you're not getting to perform your song competitively tonight massively yes but um they've received so much publicity it's basically like they've already won so this is a great kind of step forward for the musical career and um and there are so many more opportunities to come after this and i think he'll probably be able to perform in next year's eurovision but with a different song so, so the it's not on. the end of the road. Is he feeling road. the pressure? Sorry? Is he feeling the pressure to, like, top it next year? You know what? I think so, because it's been such a big hit. And, you know, they've even got um, an Instagram filter now that puts your face on the dancing body and gives you, like, the, the green shirt with your face on it, which you can now order online. I'll send you the link later. That's so cool. <laughs> but, um, I know. Um, so yeah, there's probably a lot of pressure to top it off, but he's a very talented guy, so I would not be surprised if he pulls out another banger that's even more popular than this one. I've also heard that your, his song has been played on buses in Iceland. Exactly. So they put all of, so the, the group, they're called Gagnamagnes. Don't ask me what it translates to because I have absolutely no idea. But their faces were printed and put on a bus. And the songs, his songs were played on that bus for passengers. So if you actually go on his Instagram, he's put a few pictures up and the caption is just like, my dream came true, my face has been on a bus. So I think that's pretty cool. I've always wanted my face on a bus, so I'm quite jealous. That's legendary. <laughs> what an achievement. <laughs> he's made it in life. His I face know. On Honestly, he's just shot to fame and it's it's so unfair. I want to be famous now as well. <laughs> I mean, get in on the band. You're all like family. And uh, I might ask her if I need to replace anyone. <laughs> I'm sure they need like a triangle player or something. I, I, I would be great at doing the triangle. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful idea. I'll drop him a message later. <laughs> <laughs> and my final question for you slash him... <laughs> yeah. Which Eurovision act that would have been performing this year does you think is the worst? Um, is it really bad to say? I don't know who else is meant to perform in Eurovision this year. And why would you? When your cousin-in-law's in, who needs to know anyone else? They're the real winner. 
Exactly. I was just so focused on Iceland winning. I'm, I'm sure if he heard me say this, he'd be really disappointed that I did not make any effort to like follow any of the other competitors. <laughs> but I'm sure he knows plenty of them and knows who he was up against. But um, honestly, I think Iceland had it in the bag this year. Well, great. Um, it's a shame that they will never get to compete. Florence, on behalf of Dorothy, <laughs> thank you so much for talking to me. No problem, thank you. And here is the song that would have been Iceland's Eurovision entry on Wizard Radio right now. Dorothy Freya and Think About Things. Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber on Wizard Radio with Stuck With You. Alec Feldman here playing Megan Thee Stallion and Grace Abrams in a bit. So, Saturday afternoon. Once upon a time, a long time ago, you might have been doing things on Saturday afternoon. You might have been, I don't know, going for a day out with your family, seeing your friends, hanging out, going to the park with them, doing something. Not this, not being stuck inside. Maybe if you have a back garden, getting to go out and that, and that being like the highlight of your week. I remember those days a long time ago, and it's really made me reevaluate a lot of my life, a lot of the, you know, the priorities, the things you're grateful for, the things you're ungrateful for. And I think at this point in lockdown, we're looking to maybe when this might be over, although real talk is not going to be over for years. But when some restrictions are lifted and you can do things again, like being able to go to the garden centre, for example, that's back on now. You may be looking at things that you used to not really enjoy doing that much and going, oh, you know what, I'd take that now. I really, I would happily do that now. I had this realisation recently, uh, it was on the bank holiday actually, earlier in the month, in the UK, we just have a, a random holiday in May, and traditionally, when I was younger, my bank holidays would be spent wandering around some boring as balls, stately home somewhere, you know, like National Trust, that kind of thing, some big old rich person's house, who doesn't live there anymore, and it's been like preserved, and it has big gardens and lots of rooms with old-fashioned furniture, none of which you can touch. You can just look at and think, oh, cool, that's old, and learn about the history of some really rich person who probably got their money through thoroughly dodgy means during the British Empire era. And that used to be my bank holidays, and I couldn't stand it. I always thought, oh, God, so boring. Why are we doing this? I'd rather stay home and watch the telly. And you know what? If I'm being totally honest, right now, at this point in lockdown, in the global pandemic, I would happily take an afternoon in some stately home somewhere in the home counties of England just just to do something, just to go somewhere that's not the shops. I would take that right now, even though for most of my life, I've just not been able to stand it. I'd take it. It's better than nothing. It's a day out. You see some new scenery. You might get a picnic or a, a sandwich in the car or something. And it's it's better than it's better than this. So what I'm thinking this afternoon, I'd quite like to know what are the things that you would once have hated that you would now accept if the government next week were like, right, you're allowed to do one thing and one thing only, but it'll be rubbish. What, what would you pick? Because for me, I think it genuinely would be the, the days out to National Trust stately bloody homes. And it brings me no joy to say that. But I think that's where we're at. Next week, if the government said, and you are now allowed to go to stately homes and look round on bank holidays with your family, I'd go, yes, at last. Just what I've been waiting for. Because times are hard. Things have got that desperate. What about you? 
what would you just about accept being able to do if the government were to say you could do it again? 07807 183 538 or at this is no what are we at Wiz Radio that's the one or station at wizardradio.co.uk <laughs> I nearly gave out the wrong Twitter at Wiz Radio or station at wizardradio.co.uk what would you kind of accept the thing that you would once have disliked that now you would you just accept it if you could do it you'd do it with a smile just as something to do 07807 183 538 send me a message right now I'll read out a few in a bit playing Gracie Abrams next and now Megan the Stallion who I've done some research into actually because I think we should all learn a bit more about Megan the Stallion so here is my 60 second guide Alex totally accurate definitely not made up 60 second guide Megan the Stallion is a triple grand national winning horse jockey and media personality she started a professional horse racing career aged 18, although being just 5 foot 2 there were rumours that she was actually a child and thus ineligible to take part. Her first horse was called Thot Girl Summer, but this tragically died in an accident with a meat mincing machine. The replacement horse was named Stallion the Megan, and is the horse on which Megan has won three Grand Nationals. She originally got into horse racing and took the name Megan the Stallion, because someone at school described her as looking a bit horsey. She's already planning for the future, knowing that her jockeying career can't last forever. She's bringing out a range of Megan the Stallion dog food and Megan the Stallion glue. She calls it spit stick, as in spitting bars. Some of Raid's concerns, her lines may contain animal products, although she's always strongly denied this. And that's Megan the Stallion in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Gracie Abrams and I Miss You, I'm Sorry. Before that, Megan The Stallion and Savage, the remix with Beyonce. You're hearing it all on Wizard Radio and I'm Alec Feldman. On till 5, then it's Miles. Fletcher and 21 Pilots to play you before then. And I was discussing before how at this point in the pandemic, I would quite happily do one of my least favourite activities, which is wander around some old-fashioned big, like, country estate of some old rich person from the 1800s because it's just something to do that's what i used to get dragged along to as a kid and find it so dull and now i do that just it's something just to feel something to see something new that's that's how bad lockdown has got that's how bored i am i actually want to go to a stately home some national trust thing and not touch anything and be bored all day I was asking what you would kind of just about accept if the government said right now, yeah, you can do one thing that you couldn't do before, but it has to be something that you never used to like much. You'd be like, okay, this one, this is what I'd do. For Grace, she says, oh, I've really felt this. I found myself cleaning my room twice a week. Twice a week? How is there even that much mess? For you to need to tidy your room twice a week. Surely you tidy it, and then there's nothing there, but you still tidy it again. What? Impossible. She says, I don't just mean putting my clothes into my cupboard, but actually, you know, getting the wood polish out, dusting, cleaning the windows, and making my whole room smell a bit sterile from all the chemicals. I'm doing that literally twice a week now. I don't think I've ever done it before. I've become obsessed with it, I think, because I'm spending all day, every day, in my room. So if it feels dirty, it just feels wrong. I don't think this is a trait which will continue post-lockdown, however. What? You're polishing your wood twice a week? Surely your wood does not get dirty twice a week. What I mean, what, what? What wood have you got? Like, 
your, your chest of drawers. <laughs> you dusting your drawers twice a week. What? I don't. I don't understand. Surely there's other things that you can. Right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> sure. If that's what you'd happily do. If the government like you can do one thing, but you're doing it already. I don't understand. That this is. This just is an alien concept to be cleaning your room twice a week. And I speak as a person who generally is quite tidy and doesn't really like dirt or mess. Even t for me, twice a week is excessive. But good on you. I think Grace is probably more just slightly hooked on the chemical smell. That's, <laughs> that seems likely to me. Just enjoying the strong smell of very strong solvents that you clean <laughs> your bedroom with. Which would not be recommended. It's unhealthy. Don't do it, kid. Alice says, this might sound really antisocial, but actually leaving the house and seeing friends. I do have friends. I'm the sort of person to make plans and then cancel them every time. Because when the time comes for me to actually leave the house, I never want to. Now, I'm taking every opportunity to go out. One of my friends set up chairs spaced two metres apart in a front garden. And we have a rotor of people chilling in a front garden. When else would we actually optionally leave the house and sit in someone else's front garden? Not even the back garden. The front one. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, these are things that I guess if the government tomorrow were like, you're allowed to do this again, even if it was rubbish before you kind of do it, but sounds like you're doing it anyway, Alice, as the government said you're allowed to sit in people's front garden. I don't know, maybe maybe where you are they have. I don't even know what our government said, to be honest, in the UK. Maybe that is allowed now. I'm not keeping up. I don't know. Is that back on again? Possibly. Uh, Holly says... One of the things I hate is that every Sunday, every single Sunday, my family goes on walks through the forest near my house. We have a couple of dogs, so it's like a big dog walk, and then we have family breakfast afterwards. I hate it. Mainly because we have to wake up at 6am on a Sunday to do this. We leave the house at 6.30am, walk for two hours, and then eat. It's hell. I'd honestly prefer to do that than be forced in self-isolation for another three weeks. That's how desperate this situation has become. Yes, Holly. I, I feel like you get it, you understand, you get that we now would be happy to do things we previously hated. You know what, can I be really boring and controversial and say, that, that sounds kind of fun, I like forests, I wish I had a forest near my house. Yes, 6.30 on a Sunday is kind of early to be going out, but I'm good at that, I'm used to early mornings, even at the weekend, so I'd, I'd do that, and even waiting for breakfast, I could do that as well. That sounds kind of nice almost, pleasant. I, I wouldn't mind that, but I can understand that it causes you great pain. And yet, at the same time, if you're allowed to do that tomorrow, you'd do it at the drop of a hat and be happy to do it. The last one we've got time for from Ollie says, Last night, I was watching the last ever episode of Modern Family. And the strangest thought passed through my mind. I would kill for a family gathering. Do you know how awful family gatherings are? I'm talking about the gatherings with your immediate family. Plus aunties and uncles from both sides, nieces and nephews, first cousins, and yes, even second cousins. All in your house, acting as if they own the place, even though you've never met them before. That is what Ollie would happily take right now, at this stage in lockdown. Wow, strong words indeed. You'd even take a, an awkward family party over being isolated in your house for all this time. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think that would be, that'd be kind of fun. There's always... The thing with family gatherings, in my experience, even if they're not always fun, and sometimes they can be fun, but even if they're they're not, and there's a random mishmash of people there, there's always a good spread. 
there'll always be some good food there, like there'll be some cake or some like bagels or something, biscuits. There'll be something to keep you entertained, even if the company's not great. There'll be good food at least. That would be nice. But yeah, I, I relate to that, Ollie. I understand you. I feel that. Thank you very much. I appreciate your messages as ever. The show is what you make it, so thank you very much. Speaking of your messages, we've got some guesses on someone Zooming you. I think we should read those out next and see who it is that called me on Zoom. Next on Wizard Radio, after Fletcher and Keto. This is bitter. Fletcher and Keto. Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome back to Someone Zooming You right here exclusively on Wizard Radio, radio's only game show formerly based around doors and now based around a mystery Zoom caller. Certainly the only show on the radio that might turn away its own guests. So, I gave you some clues earlier on as to someone who was calling me on Zoom. I'll only answer the Zoom call if one of you has actually managed to guess their identity. This week, I told you, they're a famous man whose fame has probably already peaked. They're famous for either being a singer or an actor and if someone correctly guesses them and I get to talk to them on Zoom there is one question and one question only that I'm dying to ask them that is that's what we know has anyone has anyone got it um Paulina has sent me a message hi Paulina is Ed Sheeran zooming you she says Ed Sheeran is a big celebrity which is explain why you're excited about him zooming you a big booking especially for your show Alec I don't know what you mean. We had the cousin of the Icelandic Eurovision entry on earlier. I can get the big guests. <laughs> Paulina continues to say, he's probably peaked before now and is known as a talented singer. You also made a comment about his appearance when you were coming up with the clue. And no offence, Ed Sheeran is kind of known for being a bit ugly. Oh, Paulina. Come on, don't be mean. Those are your words, not mine. I would never say such a thing. And actually, the person who's zooming me, I wouldn't say is ugly at all. Is that person Ed Sheeran? Uh, no, unfortunately it's not. But no, I don't think Ed Sheeran's ugly. He's just ginger. They're not the same thing. <laughs> People would be very offended if they thought that you thought that. Benny. Regular player Benny. Always messages on someone zooming you. Not sure he's ever got it right, but one day, one day, Benny, it will be your time. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, he thinks. Always forget that he's part Irish, but anyway... He's a famous male celebrity, an actor, and definitely peaked before now. The thing you'd ask him about, I think it's probably why he decided to commit to the role of Frank. A very strange role in my opinion. I know it wasn't that recent, but it's something which sticks in my mind more often than is healthy for it to be. Who's, who's Frank? Am I going to look this up now? Frank, Frank. Oh, it was a film called Frank. A film called Frank, and Michael Fassbender was in it playing someone called Frank. It was some weird cartoon. Oh my god. He was wearing some weird cartoon head. Okay, no, that's traumatic. I don't like that. <laughs> it's not Michael Fassbender, though, Benny. If I ever do get to interview him, I will bear that question in mind. Don't worry. Clara says, with it being Eurovision this weekend, is it Engelbert Humperdinck? He's a celebrity who peaked in the 60s or 70s and is known as a famous singer. The one question to ask, very easy. Why does he think he lost Eurovision in 2012? <laughs> I wish it was Engelbert Humperdinck, but no, I'm afraid not. It's not him, zooming me. Good guess, though. Thank you for messaging. Dan thinks it's Holly Murs. I've seen him on TikTok lately. He's being, he's being a bit questionable on there. He also ticks all of the other boxes. 
Ah, Dan. Dan, 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 you are onto something. Because the person zooming me, it is actually Ollie Murs. So I can now answer the call. Well done, Dan. You've got it right. You don't win anything, but good job. Ollie, Ollie, hello. Welcome Alec, to the show. Thanks Alec, so Yes? We're running over. We need to end the show. Oh, you're joking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you're going to have to push Ollie to next week. Look, we've I just got wanted a to ask Ollie song. about... We're ending off on a long song, and we need to... We've got the clock. The news and weather has to be on at five. Come on. But pr Pringles. I need to no, ask Ollie don't. about Pringles. We have no oh, time. We have man. to ask him off air or something. Oh, what a shame. Well, I guess we'll never know why he did do that in a Pringles tube. And that, I'm afraid, is the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back next week. Get the podcast. Miles is up next. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.